Sweet. What's up, dude? It's been a long time since we've seen each other. It's been a, a, a cool, cool minute for sure. It's, for sure. Yeah, it's been at least like fuck. I mean pre-COVID, so it's been like four pre-COVID. Five years. Definitely not ten years. No, it hasn't been that long, but it's, been it's like definitely six, been. I would say, yeah, six is probably a fair. Six or seven, estimate. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Well, we haven't done an episode in a really long time, and I've been wanting to record something, but I just haven't. A lot of the Marvel shit that I've been doing, or that I've been watching, has been kind of mid in the flash. Like, wow, I love the movie. I'm not gonna get into giving Ezra Miller like free publicity or whatever. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, you want to tell the people that are listening, what's, what's, what's the business? Yeah. What's up? I'm Corey. Uh, I, I am a jack of all trades, but a master of none. (laughs) Um, no, I, uh, I'm a podcaster. I'm a podcast producer. Uh, I was in bands for a long time. Um, that's actually how we met. Uh, and yeah, I mean, now I'm here and I'm a lifelong wrestling fan, uh, specifically AEW. But uh, obviously, when I was younger, big fan of the Attitude Era, big fan of uh, WWE back in the days. I was never really a big WCW guy. I didn't get into it until uh, probably like, I mean, probably like when I got older, like when WWE Network hit, I was like, oh, I can watch all this old WCW stuff because yeah. it finally made it easy to consume um but yeah i am an avid wrestling watcher and uh yeah just uh just just an overall person (laughs) oh yeah i feel that it's kind of funny because i actually was a wcw kid first okay and then i got like converted into like wwe um which is like embarrassing because i was like a big like disco inferno mark as a kid but like i was Mm -hmm. a kid like i didn't know what the fuck i was watching um yeah but it's just it just kind of stuck with me and then i think i ended up like watching like the undertaker wrestle and he like became like my favorite wrestler and it was kind of game over from there but um yeah i think dx really like fucked my life up as a kid like oh, dude, when, yeah yeah like like first seeing those guys and uh just the fuck it like fuck you attitude of it um that shit completely changed the game for me and like it made wrestling so fun to watch and I just remember being young and um it was just one of the few things that I could get I could get my dad to like be into with me you know what I mean that was like our common ground that we really both fucked with so it was cool um and then yeah as I got older I got into high school and I stopped watching wrestling as much because I started getting involved in like extracurricular activities and so it was like oh I can't watch wrestling on Mondays and Thursdays because I have like choir practice or whatever the fuck. So I slipped out of it for a while there. um, And then I watched a little bit of WWE, like right before the, right before like AEW became a thing. And then I started watching AEW like avidly. Like I have been an avid AEW watcher since like day one. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's cool. I mean, I'm not, you're not going to catch me being one of those people that's like shitting on WWE, like on the internet. Like, it's cool. I get it. Like, I, there's certain things I don't understand, but like also at the same time, I get why people enjoy wrestling and I will never ever, 
in, in reality, it's such a small community. So like the idea to divide people that are into the same thing made no fucking sense to me. It's like why, to me. yeah, why, yeah, why it needs to be us versus them or anybody versus anybody. When in reality, we could all like, I mean, dude, let's be fucking honest. Half of us are stealing this shit off the internet anyways. Yeah. Like we're not like, no one's like, Oh man, I'm going to turn on fucking USA and go watch raw or whatever the fuck it's on. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like we're, we're watching it on watch wrestling fucking dot in or whatever the fuck afterwards, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, um, I think that, uh, the whole tribalism thing's a little silly. Um, but there are aspects of, there are aspects of both shows I don't like, but uh, I've just always gravitated towards AEW since it started. I like an underdog story. I fuck with, you know, fuck with smaller wrestlers. I fuck with like dudes that all the shit that WWE stands like shit on AEW for is all the shit I like. So yeah, correct. It, yeah. So it's like you can shit on it all you want, but like also like weren't WWE fans like, booing the shit out of roman reigns like four years ago you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. where where are we at now so and, and i don't and, know and i mean you got to recognize the good stuff on both sides i feel like and i feel like that's oh, yeah. lost on a lot of people now because yeah. like i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh i wasn't emotionally invested in this roman reigns bloodline story because i was and, yeah and, and i still am is that does it feel drawn out and was there like missed opportunities here and there yeah but both sides have that speaking yeah, of travel absolutely. Speaking of tribalism, uh, are you team elite or team pawn? I am team get along and let's make some fucking money. And team let's see some good wrestling. Like, when I heard all this shit happening, I was like, dude, I understand why punk is pissed. And then you think about it a little bit longer. You're like, well, I understand why the elite's pissed. And then you get deeper into it and you're like, honestly... Everybody should just shut the fuck up and like realize like, yo, there's money to be made here and there's storylines to be told. And us as average everyday consumers, like, A, we don't fucking know any of these people. We don't know how cool or not cool or scumbaggy or fucking cool any of them are, right? Exactly. Whether yeah. it be punk or whether it be anybody on the elite side, like that's the shit that weirds me out if i'm being completely honest on the internet as a whole the people that act like any of these characters like or any of these yeah yeah like they're our fucking best friends and we like have some deep rooted like oh like they're they're like family to me type shit like dude you don't fucking know those people i don't fucking know those people so at the end of the day as consumers all we should give a shit about is that they can get along long enough to wrestle in a ring and put on a show for us to watch yeah, right like yeah and i think that we're getting there i think that like there's been plenty of strides in the right direction i think that last night's card being a show that for the first time all of them are on and everybody's in the same building and they all have to interact with each other i personally don't think this is the first time that they've interacted with each oh, other same, i don't yeah. I don't trust the dirt sheets. I don't trust any of that bullshit. I think that there's plenty of conversations being had in the background, especially with a company that has so much money put into it. There's no way that they're allowing all of their top stars to just hate each other. Like, I don't buy into that shit at all. So it's I think also that, like um, the it's like the ESPN article. It was like it's like, dude, like that got that got had to get screened by like AEW people for it to get published. Like. 
it it's the craziest thing and then the way that like it was all put out there right where like the things that he was saying and the little shit that he was talking and blah, like all this shit it's like dude this is like wrestling promo-esque shit talk exactly there's, yeah. there's nothing deep about any of these like disses or these jabs that are going either way and then i felt like what was a surefire end of the bullshit was when punk made the uh what was it like cheap bucks or whatever the fuck it was yeah line. yeah the counterfeit bucks line yeah counterfeit bucks there it was when he said the counterfeit buck shit and then i when i heard that i was like okay everything is chill like all, yeah. everything is resolved and it's all gonna get worked out what pissed me off is then the dirt she started posting well like that got approved and i'm like i don't want to know that i don't want to know that and i don't give a fuck like exactly I, in the back of my mind obviously it got approved because no one's gonna allow the bullshit to continue on like that yeah so like clearly it got approved but i don't need you to tell me that because now you're ruining the allure of the story and like how cool everything could be um but at, at the end of the day it's gonna make for a great fucking story i think that uh we are only a couple months away from some fucking really really cool really solid wrestling really cool shit it's like it's like the only thing I can think of is like the 2012 stuff with like, like the summer of punk and like, mm-hmm. like the John Cena stuff. Like that had like 18 year old me be like, oh shit, like this dude's for real about to go take that shit and like, yeah, go to like Japan and Mexico and like, like, like you didn't get the side of like the Melters and the Sean Rosses mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which like respect to both of those parties like ross is like discrediting a lot of the bullshit that like Mm -hmm. were saying recently but like i've never the the war between those two is my favorite thing in the world it's so good yeah it's it's great and like yeah i feel like it's gonna happen like you're not gonna and like i've been watching collision lately and like Mm -hmm. collision feels fucking amazing and it feels it's so good. It feels like a whole different thing. And it reminds me of like old AEW, mm-hmm. like when everyone was like there to like make a fucking name for themselves. And like mm-hmm. it was like it wasn't necessarily make make it or break it, like WCW type shit. But yeah. like it was like we have to like make this work. Yeah. And like Yeah, and I think I think that like another thing about collision that's been so great is like A, the wrestling is fucking amazing. Yeah. B, the storytelling on it is so fucking good. Everything that they've done on there to advance storylines has been, like, literally fucking amazing. Like, I mean, I, I think if anybody's listening to this, they've probably watched it by now. But, like, uh, like Collision last week, like, the guns now being part of Bullet Club is, so like, good. I'm fucking salivating, bro. So like, I, I'm like, yo, this shit is so fucking fire. And I was sitting here watching it with uh, with Sarah, and I was like, after they won the match, I was like, yo, like, Switchblade needs to throw up that gun and fucking literally everybody needs to get in on it. And then as soon as it happened, I was like, yes! Yeah, like, dude, it yeah. was so fucking good. Um, and it's yeah, like the I first love time it. I give a fuck about the Bullet Club since, like, the Elite were a part of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? I think that, like, I was I was iffy on the whole, like, Switchblade and um, Juice Robinson bringing it into AEW. I was like, I don't know how I feel about that, but it's kind of working out. I'm kind yeah. of fucking with it. Yeah. I think that Juice Robinson is just goofy enough to like that it be, works. you know, 
yeah to be like yeah. the crazy guy like and then the guns are fun i mean the guns are great they're good wrestlers uh i think that i think that a, a key important part of building your story and being relatable to the fans is having a great entrance and they have a fucking amazing entrance uh i think about like me being a kid and enjoying wrestling and all of my favorite wrestlers were literally like you could be a fucking jobber but if you had a good fucking entrance i love that shit like al snow was the shit and like yeah al snow didn't do shit in the ring he was literally nobody but his entrance was fucking great everybody had those goddamn heads like it was great it it was awesome so i i think that um the guns have that going for him bullet club will be fun it'll grow it'll continue to be a thing and i think that being on collision is going to be fucking awesome. I love that they're not doing this like hard brand split that was like the rumor because that shit is kind of weird in my opinion. But I think that putting more screen time out there where people can go and be involved and uh, people like Andre Alidolo can can get some screen time and Miro can be back on screen. I think that's going to be really fucking fun. Um, and now instead of, you know, dark or dark elevation, people just go wrestling ring of honor, which is totally yeah, fine. Like, I think that, yeah, I think ring of honor being, uh, AEW's like NXT is fucking awesome. Yeah. I think that that's like, that's the way to go about it. So it, it's working out pretty well so far. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. And even then like ring of honor has like bona fide fucking superstars. Oh yeah. Wrestling yeah. in it to the point where like. Tony's a madman, and I will yeah. always trust that guy, like, no matter what. He's made yeah. some questionable decisions, but I feel like those, Absolutely. Were, more, those were more, like, creative control type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. that being a fan of wrestling and loving wrestling makes you do cool shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that if any of us hardcore fans were bookers, like, we would have some great fucking ideas and we would also have some terrible ideas. And I think that that's proven within Tony. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. And like, I won't jump ahead, but like, there's something that like you said, that like makes me want to talk about a specific mm-hmm. thing that happened at Forbidden Door. Okay. But like, we'll get to that point. We'll get there. Yeah. Um. So we'll just start off. I have the card here in front of me. We could mm-hmm. go in match order, but I honestly... It was a long night. I was full of barbecue. I was hanging out with my best friends. And yeah. I don't really remember much besides what <laughs> what I like watched on my lunch break today, like trying to like yeah. refresh my brain. Um yeah. the first match was uh MJF and Tanahashi. Yeah. Um I'm not a big fan as, of MJF as a champion anymore. Okay. Um so I wasn't really interested in this match. I love okay. Ace, and I was really stoked on Ace being in the match. Mm-hmm. But um, it was super slow pace, which is your typical MJF match, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he sticks to, like, that super old-school, like, Ric Flair-esque wrestling mm-hmm. type. Um, Tanahashi apparently was injured. Don't really know the details on that. But he, like, Yeah, finished. I wouldn't be surprised if, if that was kind of how it goes. I think that, like... It, for this match, the one thing that like sticks out for me was that MJF and like the knee work was so good. Like yeah. I think that like overall, not not only just in this match, but I think over the past few weeks, we've seen really good like 
knee work or like limb any any sort of limb work in matches like i think back to buddy matthews on collision like two weeks ago and it's like him and uh, uh, andrade like they're they're doing great limb work like and i think that all that shit i've never really i I can't say that i never really noticed but i've noticed it more uh significantly now since like i listened to dax harwood's podcast like when he had that shit and he would talk about that a lot where he's like, yo, like when we're telling a story, like you'll see people like, you know, work the limb a little bit. But if you're not taking that to later on in your match and you're not building people the match gonna, around that, yeah, it, that yeah. shit is whack. Like yeah. who gives a fuck? What's the point yeah. of doing it? Yeah. So I think that they did a great job with that. I, I agree with you. It was pretty so slow paced. Um, I guess Tanahashi being injured would make a ton of sense. Yeah. I, I understand why. uh you would be kind of sick of him having the belt because it's like it kind of gets to this point where it's like, yo, dog, like who else is like, like who are you going to wrestle and who's going to take this title? Because you need a big um, a a big rivalry. And I, I'm hoping that we're going to get there with Adam Cole and that's yeah. going to be a thing. But um, until we get there, you know, it, it's up in the air. But yeah, it was it was a fine match. I like MJF. He's a great heel. I think he's a great fun heel um on the opposite end of the spectrum as like like bcc where yeah. like bcc like people like i understand how people could be like i fucking hate you like you are a fucking asshole but it's like mjf it's like kind of funny you know yeah. what i mean so yeah. uh i like him as a funny heel i think he does a great job um him talking through his matches and like saying all this shit is like super fun uh this was also like uh it it, it it was the beginning of the night, so I guess it was like hard to gauge, but I loved the reaction to New Japan wrestlers by the crowd. Like yeah. the crowd was great with that. Um, so that whole shit was really fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. If we can get the shit moving so we can build a big uh rivalry around MJF and Adam Cole, and maybe he drops the belt to Adam Cole, man. Yeah. That would be fun. I that think fun. I think if if I don't know how far they're gonna go with like Punk carrying the title, because mm-hmm. apparently that was what was it what was in the bag mm-hmm. when he cut his first promo coming back. Which yeah. like, listen, man, I'm straight edge. Does it have to do with CM Punk? Maybe a little bit that I get involved in some stupid shit that I was like, okay, maybe I should be sober. Yeah, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like I think they're gonna have to do the MJF CM Punk payoff. Mm-hmm. And like we're gonna be like oh fuck like he had the belt with him um yeah i i like mjf as a heel and now that you mentioned the limbwork stuff that makes a lot more sense because you think of like triple h like cerebral assassin like like mm-hmm. that's what made him like a great heel and he mm-hmm. and he mjf's like a good cowardly heel you know what i mean mm-hmm. like he and like it's obvious like he's playing like the 20 like the most recent like 2023 like heel where like if you don't wrestle as much, people call you like a bitch or like whatever, mm-hmm. like online. So like that makes sense. Um, I think he's, I think he's, he's had some bangers in the past. Mm-hmm. Like the the punk collar match was great. Yeah, the, uh, the Iron Man match with Daniel Bryan was really fucking solid too. Mm-hmm. So I think he's getting there. I will say the only part that feels kind of redundant to me is like we're in Canada, so like fuck all these Canadians or like yeah, we're in Florida, so fuck everyone from Florida. Yeah, um, yeah. He's lost his edge on the mic, and I don't know if that's like 
because he's champion now and he's like and I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this but I feel like I love Hangman Adam Page but I always mm-hmm. felt like he was better chasing the belt mm-hmm. than having the belt I agree I totally agree and I feel I think like that, yeah I think that like that that's that, that couldn't be summed up any better yeah. like he was great whenever it was like, yo, like I'm the underdog and I need to rise up to the occasion and I need to prove this and that. And like the way that he would cut those promos was like, fuck, dude, yeah. like I'm not even a big Adam Page fan. And I was like, I want to fucking root for this guy. Like I fucking love it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it once you get there, it's just it was kind of like, all right, bro, like what, what are we doing here? What's you know next? what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I was such a big like uh like elite fan so mm-hmm. like so we just got a new arena in austin and they there's a cedar park center which is like right on the street from my house and then there's like the mm-hmm. moody center which is like downtown austin and yeah. aw just did a show there um and it was like the big like payoff like the elite like getting hangman pack back yeah and uh Oh yeah, I saw that on your story. I saw yeah, you posted and, you were there. And my, and my best friend had gotten his ticket like the day before or something. And I was like, I didn't think I was this emotionally invested in the story. So I yeah. was like there and like Hangman was like joining and I had like a tear running down my fucking cheek and I was so excited. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think the match was like good. I hope they run it back because Tanahashi at like 100% is like insane. Like that man is like in his mid 50s or something. Yeah, I I love that a lot of this feels like uh, obviously there's other matches we'll talk about in a bit that feel a little more so, but like a lot of this feels like it's getting it's like ready for Yeah, it's getting yeah. ready for like um all in. Yeah. Like I I feel like there's there's going to be a lot of payoff for some of these storylines at all in and I'm just like fucking ready. I'm so fucking ready, man. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, we can we can keep going. So it's, next was CM Punk and uh, Kojima. Yeah, next I, was Punk and Kojima, which yeah, I like totally forgot about like the Kojima lariat video mm-hmm. with Samoa Joe. But yeah, but did you? I I I thought the match was a typical punch a Punk match, like really slow paced and like it picked up towards the end, which mm-hmm. is like what I've always been a fan of Punk's wrestling, I yeah. guess. Um. Mm-hmm. Punk looked great. Kojima looked great. I thought it was a fucking amazing match. Um, yeah, I literally, I brought, I wrote that down too. I was like, both look great. And yeah. I was like, I think that I was a little bit surprised just because when we've seen the past two weeks on Collision, they put Punk out there with other people. And obviously that was by design. You know what I mean? It's it's to lighten the load on what the expectations yeah, exactly. are for him coming back. So him coming back and being on this level, I think he looked great. Um, my only criticism of the match is like Kojima went to go throw that elbow from the top rope. I noticed this was like all night. And I know the announcers like made a little comments about it, but like all night, I think a lot of the uh, new Japan wrestlers had a hard time with the ropes yes, uh, and dude. with the turnbuckles. And I think that that was like legitimate because like, like, couldn't find his oh, fucking yeah. footing. Yeah, like I, I feel like in almost every match, it was exactly, like, yo, yeah. like these motherfuckers are confused, bro. But um, yeah, so that was so he goes to throw that elbow off the top rope, and uh, I don't know, I don't know if anybody else like really like watched the slow mo that they did, but I was like, yo, he caught him right in the junk, dude. Right in the like nuts, caught him bro. in the balls, dude. Right I was like, God, 
damn, dude. Like, that sucks. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, I think it was a great match. It was perfect where it was in the card. Um, I think that, like, they even could have probably maybe moved it up a little bit. But, you know, I mean, overall, I feel like good match. the, the Jericho Darby match could have probably swapped places. Yeah, I think that we'll, we'll, we'll get into that one. I'm so yeah. fucking over that program, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, I, the, go ahead. No, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the match. Um, it's probably gonna, it's probably gonna lead to Joe and Punk, mm -hmm. which will be cool. But like, yeah. I want like Roddy and like Punk to go at it because mm -hmm. I'm just a big Roddy Mark. But yeah, um, yeah. The the Owen Hart Invitational looks really fucking sick this year on both sides. So yeah, I think it'll be good. I think like, I think strong, I think strong wins it. I think that that's like where they're gonna make him and like make his name and have him build into something, and I think that uh, I'm excited for a program between Strong and Cole when that yes. happens because eventually, like, uh, uh, you know, it's fucking wrestling. Like, there's yeah. a formula to this shit. Yeah. So the two of them are gonna come together for a bit, and it's gonna be really fucking cool. And I think that the breakdown of that and watching them have to wrestle each other is gonna be really fucking fun. So. so um, we're eventually going to get there, but yeah. yeah, it'll, it'll be, it'll be fun to get, to get um, when it finally goes through. And then we uh, got, up next was the fatal four way, right? Or was the, the four way. It match was for the, uh, Sonata. No. Uh, it was Shibata Garcia. Oh shit. That's Orange right. Cassidy, yeah. Yeah. And Zach Sabre Jr. That match was fucking awesome. Dude. dude, that shit was so fucking fun. It was so fun. I think that Orange Cassidy being in a match where he doesn't have to be the goofy person in it. And it's like so it doesn't have to be like the character. funny one. It is so fucking great. So you had Daniel Garcia in there being the goofiest motherfucker, and I think that that helped his character a lot because I'm I'm fucking with the sports entertainer Daniel Garcia. I think that that shit is super fucking fun. I think it's cool. I think he's a little silly and he's a little goofy, but I think that with where he's at right now and like there's too many serious characters in. Correct. AEW. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we have enough. We need people that are a little goofy, a little funny, and that are doing weird shit. Like, dude, the dance is like so insane. Like, so nice, and the fact dude. that he's just getting cracked and just dancing is like the best shit. I loved it. I loved yeah. that whole spot. It was it was awesome. That man got some hips on him for real. Um absolutely. But yeah, I I agree. I felt like I mean, that's honestly like on paper, like a wrestlers, like a wrestling fans, like we're wet dream you know mm -hmm. like the fact that we're seeing shibata wrestle in 2023 is after the man literally died is wild you know what i mean yeah and the fact that he's like still dishing out fucking hits like that um mm -hmm. the match was fun i like that they let the new japan talent really shine in this one mm -hmm. uh like shibata and and uh and uh zach saber zach saber yeah. were really like the main focus of the match and mm -hmm. I felt like the Daniel Garcia like wrestling turn should have happened a little sooner, but mm -hmm. I felt like they keep putting them um, in these matches where like the best rat, like some of the best wrestlers in the world are in it. And like for a yeah. reason, because like, I like, I like the story of like, this is like very like, obviously like WWE, AEW type shit, mm -hmm. but like the way they're like telling the story, it's like really cool. Cause you just see him get, 
more and more like conflicted with the fact that he's like a fucking wrestler let alone yeah. one of the best wrestlers around so yeah yeah i think that there were a couple spots that i thought were really good there was a shibata kick to daniel garcia's face that oh, was dude. so sick dude. and like I felt like overall the crowd was great, but the crowd did not pop the way that I think it should have. Like that shit had me like, yo, dude, like, yeah, like, that shit was like, was like some of the kicks and the hits that were like fucking being dashed out, and also mm-hmm. like I always love watching Zack Saber Jr. like pull people oh. up like a fucking pretzel, dude. Yeah, that shit is um, dude, always the, fun. The wrist work on Orange Cassidy from Zack Saber Jr. was so fucking good, and then the finger stomp. Oh, I was dude. like, dude, that shit was so clean. Like, uh, I get annoyed nowadays when people do the hand stomps and you can clearly see that they're not, like, stepping on them at all. Yeah. And so, like, when he did it, I was like, that looked as legit as it possibly could. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome. Like, it's so fucking good. On so some fucking um, Pete Dunn finger break shit. Oh, yeah, dude. That shit was so good. I loved it. Uh, Orange Cassidy sells crazy well. Like, I think that he's super fucking good at selling uh, whenever he gets cracked. Like, he he knows how to respond. He knows how to react. And I think that that's part of the reason why people love him so much is because he gets the crowd sympathy enough, but then definitely knows when to make the flip and make the comeback. So his storytelling's great. I love it. Uh, you think Pac's taking the belt off of him again? Possibly. I think that, like... Um, I think it'll be interesting to see who does like, like Pac would be fun. Um, but I honestly couldn't think of anybody else that, that should, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, unless, unless they want to use this as an opportunity to start like a program between Zack Sabre Jr. And Orange Cassidy, like, and where like they go back and forth and they'll rest and wrestle in AEW and then they wrestle in new Japan. And then like all in, it comes in to be like this big ass fucking thing. But I mean, it'd be interesting to see where that program would take him. I mean, I love Pac. I think that he's fucking great. Like, uh, actually, that you we were talking about the AEW show you went to. The one I went to was the was the seventh match for the um for the uh, trio titles with the elite. Oh shit! And like that shit was fucking amazing. Like that shit was so fun to watch. I had such a fucking good time with it. And so seeing like Pac wrestle to that capacity and uh, at that caliber was so fucking fun and i think that him going up against orange cassie would 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 be a good time i would i would i would not hate that i would not yeah. hate if that happened there's like an ongoing joke like in all the austin texas shows that like tony khan like doesn't want to let the mexicans enjoy the mexicans because we never get the lucha brothers we oh, never really? we never get Pac. the only time of the only other time i've seen Pac wrestle was when we actually went to one of the dallas shows Mm-hmm. And then I saw him wrestle as Neville, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you were watching uh, WWE then, but when Rollins was champion, he used to do the open challenge. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was like the like the Monday Night Raw match where like mm-hmm. I was like, oh fuck, like like it felt like Pac was gonna beat him. Yeah, um, and that was awesome. That was like a really good, really good like live um, yeah. match that I got to see. Um, I don't really know who can take the belt off of him right now. I, I saw this thing online where people were like, it should be someone like that's like a bona fide star mm-hmm. to where they can like, because obviously MJF's not wrestling for the belt anytime soon or defending yeah. it anytime soon. So I feel like they should be showcasing that title a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not mad what they've done with it. I think Orange Cassidy was really deserving and needed that win. 
Um, yeah, I think all those like all those uh, title defenses that he's had have like really built him up to be this like fan favorite where he's he is our wrestling champion. You yeah, know, he's exactly. the guy that's like active and he's the guy who's coming out every week and whooping somebody's ass and like doing some cool shit. So, I mean, it, it's interesting. It's interesting where it is now, but I think it only gets better from here. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And then I think up next was Sonata and Jungle Boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which... So the match was whatever. Correct. But what happened the... after the match is what I want to talk about. Exactly. I think that like, I, I literally put Jack Perry heel turn was really the only talking point here. Like, cause the match was cool. It was like, whatever, like it wasn't terrible, but also it was what we've all been waiting for. Like, See, like they, we've all, they, they fucking but... got me. I thought it was going to be hook. Okay. I was like, that's fair. I was like, it's going to be hook. Like hooks like tired of like being like second fiddle, but yeah. like they caught me off guard and it's great. Yeah. It's great when a wrestler yeah. does that because you don't like we were talking like earlier, like with all the dirt sheets and shit, you don't really get that like shock factor anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that shit had me shook. And then like all I've ever wanted since Hook joined AEW was to have Taz manage him. And the yeah. fact that it looks like we're getting that now, like yeah, that's what they're working toward. Like him getting off the booth was like the like the chef's kiss on that whole angle like i was like oh fuck here we go like this is gonna be like fucking great and at first i was like oh like taz is just gonna sit there and like whatever but like the fact that like he picked up the ftw title like through it like it was just like i i don't know like back to like tony khan being a mark and like it's those little things that he like thinks about that like Mm -hmm. i'm sure like we're always talking about like, oh, like what if this person did this? I'm like, he's like thinking that for us because he's a fan of the product. And it was just yeah. great. Like, I'm so excited for that. Like, yeah, I enjoyed like when Team Taz was a thing, you know what I mean? And oh, he yeah. was involved with that shit. Like that shit was so fun. So the idea of him being back as a manager and being more involved on that side of shit, it seems fucking cool. Like I I in my head as we're talking about it, it seems like a fun idea. I think that'll be a great time. Um, I saw some people online pushing for a reunion with uh jungle boy and luchasaurus and christian and i was like well that would be i guess interesting but also i think that like he might be on some like yo i'm i'm, I'm a lone wolf type shit you yeah. know what i mean yeah so i i think that that would probably be the best route to go um i don't know about like a faction i think it'd be him. weird to go back to the dude who was like talking about like fucking your mom like yeah, dad, yeah, and like your yeah. dead dad, you know, like yeah, absolutely. Yo, Christian killed that shit, dude. Yo, dude, I, I've, I've been a peep over an edge stand for years. I respect the shit. Out of it. I love it, and yeah, I'll man, fucking, dude. I'll ride for Christian to the fucking day I die. Even in his yeah. fucking TNA days, I was watching TNA because of him. That's tight. Yeah, I, I think that I, the most exciting part about this for me is that Hook we'll finally start to get some TV time that isn't Dude, part of yeah. like a random tag team. Exactly. Like, like the hook house and shit. Yeah, sure. It was fun. And I love Dan house and Dan house is a great wrestler. He's a great personality. Like all that shit is really cool, but just let hook be hook, man. Like let him do his own shit and have a little solo run. I mean, like I honestly wouldn't even be mad if hook like worked his way into a feud with orange Cassidy and oh, ends yeah. up being, yeah. Ends up being, uh, what is it? All Atlantic. champion like i think that would be fun as fuck so that would be another one where i'm like okay cool like i I don't i don't hate that shit at all yeah i 
Jungle Boy was just, like getting boring to me, and like I thought that was really great. And the fact that like Sonata made like quick work of him was like even better. Like I yeah. think it just added. And also, I feel like Sonata is one of those people that like I loved him in Lij, but once he got out of Lij, I just couldn't really give a shit less. Yeah, you're like, all right, whatever. Yeah, you're like, okay, like they're trying to make you into like an Okada, but like that's not gonna work. Yeah, it's not. It's not gonna happen. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, up next was uh, the Elite, Eddie Kingston and Ishii versus Blackpool Combat Club, uh, Takeshita and uh, Umino. Yeah, um, I am over the tag matches, but they're so good that I can't. Like, w- w- like once they're like the Blackpool Combat Club faces the Elite yet again, I'm just yeah. like fuck. But then, like, I see the match. And I'm just like, all right, like you guys can do this forever. Like I don't really give a yeah. shit. Like, oh yeah, I I even put like as one of my notes. I was like, Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite storyline is what is the best in wrestling right now. Because like a couple weeks was it a couple weeks ago on Rampage or no, it might have been Dynamite. Yeah, it was on Dynamite where at the end, like you know, Eddie Kingston comes back and then Will Osprey comes out. Like all this shit is going on. It's like, dude, like. All of the little storylines and all the little fucking things that are now being built around this are so fucking fun. Like, I think that this person, this match was like a coming out party for Takeshita. Oh, and 100%. Like, and like, dude, he's so fucking good. The 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 exchange that he had with Ishii in this match oh, was so man. fucking great. I think that like their build of him has been fucking amazing. Like, it's honest, true storytelling and building up a character instead of like some of these things that AEW has done in the past where they just take this dude and they're like, all right, well, this is his character and you guys are going to like it. Like, yeah, you know what much, I mean? Yeah. Like when all that Dan Lambert shit was happening like a year ago or whatever, it oh was like, dude, gosh. like I was like, this shit is cooked. But like, yeah. this is the complete opposite of that where like, I feel like if they can continue to build Takeshita as this character and then make him, into somebody that fucking matters and somebody that people give a fuck about like the battle between him and kenny omega and like the elite can go for a while like it'll be a good time there's so many storylines there like you said and then like you bring back eddie kingston and like Mm -hmm. like the mox and eddie kingston promo was like on dynamite was like one of the best because you're like you have you everyone has that friend who like goes to the other side and then you're like you're still my boy mm-hmm. but like what the fuck are you doing like yeah you, you know what i mean so yeah I, they had like that perfect amount of like uh back and forth in the match where like yeah. they would interact with each other but then when he went and like saves him from the super kick oh, like dude. it was like yo i was like brother like this is crazy but yeah it was it, that, that whole storyline is great and then that, this one i actually even wrote down i was like Mox and Eddie are both great at like that NJPW style of wrestling. Oh, like yeah. they are so fucking good at that shit and they know how to work the fucking crowd and they know how to, how to make it so seamless um, between, you know, when you're watching people like Ishii and Umino, like go at it. And then you go to Mox and Eddie and it's like, it's just seamless. It's perfect. Yeah. And it works out fucking great. Yeah. So yeah, that was and, awesome. And- and that's something I was like talking to like my best friends about when I was watching the show with them. It was mm-hmm. like 
last year's card felt very like americanized i don't know if that make if that is that if that's making any sense but like yeah it felt very like americanized like this is clearly like an AEW product where this mm -hmm. year i felt like they really let like the strong style shit like shine absolutely yeah like i was some... i wrote down here i was like the umino and Takeshita versus the ishii stuff was my favorite of the match oh, like dude. that shit was the best shit that there could have been there when he like hit him and like clearly knocked his ass out for like a second, I was like, mm -hmm. do it again. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that like, so a couple of things in this match is like, like, I feel like there's this weird building up to uh, a Yuta exile from BCC. Like, I think that like him always taking the pin and it's, like how it's, like it's going somewhere for sure. Yeah. Like Brian's like always like kind of give like, kind of giving him shit and kind of talking on him a little bit. Like, I think that that, um, that all like kind of is building up to something. Cause like he's, he's, I feel like he's constantly taking the pin whenever, you know, that they're, they're losing or they lose a match. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see kind of where that goes, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's even funny that you said that because like I was watching like the scrum and, mm -hmm. uh, Brian was like, you know, uh, fucking you that took another pin. I'm gonna have to go back there and slap the shit out of him now. It's like, all right, like there's layers to this, and it's great. We're building. We're um, building. I love it. I feel like King Eddie Kingston's like the perfect like factor to like kind of start the tear in the BCC because mm -hmm. like he like Mox is gonna have to be conflicted about shit because like I don't know just. They've already built so much shit between them. And then, like, obviously, like, the failed, like, exploding death match. And, like, there's so, like you said, there's so many layers to this match that, like, you can just keep going forever. And then I feel yeah. like, and then you can, like, take, like, a Kenny Omega out. And then there's still a story to tell there. You can take a Brian Danielson out. And there's still a story. To, like, it's just wild. Like, it's, it is the best story in wrestling right now next to the mm -hmm. bloodline, I think. Um, because like I was saying, like I we were there when the elite like fully like reunited and I was like just losing my shit. I was like, Oh yeah. I did when he hit that line, the we are the elite. I was oh, like, dude. Oh, oh fuck, chills, dude. dude. Chills. Yeah, so chills. good. So it was good. so good. Sweet. Yeah. So there's a couple spots in this match I want to bring up. There yeah, was an true. amazing moonsault by Adam Page. Oh, dude. When uh when the one on the apron. Yes, dude, that was ugh. fucking amazing. Uh, then there was another shooting star, the uh, the hangman to catch the shooting star. There was like truly a holy shit moment that was like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yo, this is crazy. Like, these motherfuckers are putting it out there. And then there was a stomp from Claudio to Kingston, like oh, the first yeah. stomp to his head that I was like, goddamn. Like, uh, I was these like, these motherfuckers holy fuck. shoot hate each other. Bro, like he, I was like, you just got kicked in the fucking head, bro. Yeah. Like that is that is crazy shit. So those were a couple of spots in the match. I was like, yo, like that shit is so fucking fire. I it's love it. It's not like uh, what I'm about to say. Like CTE is not a funny matter, but like yeah. all of last night, I was like, oh, there's another CTE case. Like, dude, for real, for real I though. Just, like, like shit. Like they were not holding fucking back on those hits. Oh, yesterday. bro. And we'll talk so... about that a lot when it comes oh. to the Osprey Omega oh, yeah. match. Holy shit, dude. Which I felt like that that tag match was like perfectly placed. I felt like mm -hmm. it could have been moved around a little bit. But yeah. I felt like they were 
I feel like they don't really have a plan, or at least mm. this is like what I'm thinking. Like, I feel like Tony Khan's like, all right, like we're just gonna feel the crowd and then we'll go from there. Like the only matches that are set are like probably the first match in the main event, which yeah. like, is great, but um mm. also sometimes hurts the flow of the pay-per-view, in my opinion. But we'll get mm. to that when we get there. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that. I think that this next match was one of those oddly placed matches. And I think in general, it was just like oddly put together. I think there was not an, I mean, talk about Tony storm versus Willow Nightingale, but yeah. like there wasn't much buildup and like, there wasn't really any heat, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like Willow, we all know super green, super still young, like still like just kind of got into it. Uh, the reason why she's here is because of the failed Mercedes Monet spot that and and it's like this is no disrespect to willow because i think the willow is great and she's going to continue to be an amazing wrestler for a long time to come and she'll eventually be at a level of like tony storm but it made it as not desirable when you know what could have been you know what i mean like yeah the idea that we could have had mercedes monet wrestling tony storm i think that that would have built up this match a little bit more and just the names alone would have made it to where it's yeah. like oh, okay like this is going to be a thing but on the flip side of that i think that that's why they have willow in the uh owen hart tournament on yeah. the women's side yeah. so like i think that that's going to turn into something pretty cool for her and i think that that's going to be a way for her to build her name and um become one of those like true bona fide stars that's going to be around for a while because she's got it i think she's great she's a great wrestler but like I just think about some of the spots that they put her in where it's like, yo, like you're kind of almost like too new to the game to be doing it. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's no disrespect to her, but it's like, yo, like we're kind of setting you up for failure here because we're expecting you to do shit that all these top names are already doing. Like I think specifically back to that table spot where she, like she did a pile driver off of the, um, off of the entrance ramp yeah onto that table and she like completely misses the table and it's like shit happens all the time right but like that is still something that's going to sit in the back of people's brains where it's like fuck dude like you got to be careful with this shit so yeah that that was kind of how i felt the other thing was with the outcasts like I feel like they need their true like they need true enemies so we were talking earlier about like funny heels or like serious heels like blackpool combat club and i think that they are on the funny heel side where like people are not necessarily taking them super seriously but i think that they need more blackpool combat club energy where like people are almost like yo like i'm afraid to fuck with you because like you're gonna whoop my ass and i think that like they've done that but the other way that they've handled shit or like even when like some like like when tony storm went out of the ring and like Soraya and Ruby Soho like come up and they're like talking. I'm like, this is just like, this is not coming from a place of like, oh, you should be afraid of Tony Storm. This is coming from a place of like, oh shit, we're concerned. Yeah, exactly. We're not the like, we're not going to fuck you up. Like we're concerned that now Tony's got to be in there by herself because she's only successful with all of us. Exactly. Whereas like, you would never catch that shit from Mox. Like, oh, no. you know what I mean? Like, like so Mox and Claudio I, pull up, you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, like exactly. shit's about to go down. Yeah, I'm yes. not. I'll be honest. I'm probably one of the few people, but man, I do not get down with that faction at all. Yeah. At first, I was like really excited about it. I think they could have done 
maybe someone else instead of Ruby Soho. Mm -hmm. But like, they're really that's funny. a They're really funny heels. I'll say that. It, absolutely. I think that that's the thing that drives me nuts about it because I like all three of those wrestlers so much. I love Ruby. I love Soraya. I love Tony Storm. But then like something about putting them together and the way they're packaging them and the way they're making it a thing. It's just like, I don't know. It's just not really working for me. I, I obviously would rather them play it out for a little bit to like have it be a thing and kind of get a story on the way out rather than yeah. just break it up. But We'll see how it goes. I think that Tony Storm probably drops the title eventually. I think that like if if I'm if I believe the way that people talk, like Mercedes Monet is available for all in. And to see her be involved in a storyline and or match that kind of disintegrates that would be pretty cool in my opinion. Yeah. I'm a big Jamie Hader fan, so whatever we can do to get her back on TV. Love it. I love Jamie be, Hader. I would be down yeah. for it. Thunder Rose is great too. I think that like if if she can come back and do some shit like that would be fun. I know that like she's another one of those CM Punk like God, that dude. Yeah, people got people got beef with her or whatever. I don't fucking know. That's also not my fucking problem. I just want to watch good wrestling. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's just uh, I think there's like a quote that like some of what Joe said when he was talking about like. They had asked him, and he's like, dude, they're just grown men. They need to get fucking over it. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but people are like kind of shitting on Tony Storm because she like caught Willow like a fat cow or something. Oh, and I did not know. I didn't know that she said that, but that is kind of fucked up. But I mean, like, the she's thing a is, heel. Like, yeah, she's trying to get, she's trying to get heat. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, I understand that, like, which is like the thing. if it's, it's like being said on tv yeah if it's being said on fucking tv it's for a reason it's probably yeah, okay exactly like i don't th and i think that if those people aren't hurt by it we shouldn't be hurt by it exactly. you know what i mean if if willow comes out in a year and is like yeah i didn't approve that and like i thought it was fucked up too then cool we should all then everybody can be mad but until then like dude it's fucking fine we're gonna just, be okay it's just wild to me that like i don't know christian can go and like talk about like jungle boy's dad and like and then everyone's like and, and everyone's like oh man she like said this about her it's like bro like you guys want heels to be healed but when they heal you guys get mad yeah it makes no fucking sense i think that everybody is probably on a common ground in the background and i think that none of us should give a fuck if they don't give a fuck exactly you know what I mean? sweet yeah so. yeah so that match i'll be honest with you i probably didn't really pay too much attention that was like my let me get refreshed for like the second half of this fucking seven hour pay-per-view because oh man i'm not gonna lie it was long it bro. was long it felt like some wrestlemania type shit like i was like yo this is legitimately like five and a half hours so like nice. i was like between man. zero hour and that before we go any further i just want to give a quick shout out billy starks She's the homie. She's fucking awesome. One of the coolest fucking people ever fucking met. I've ever had the like the the ability to work with. She's super fucking sick. So I'm so glad she's in AEW and I'm so glad she's killing it. So shout out to her. I know she's losing matches. Like she's kind of been uh, uh, on dark and like doing shit like that. But that kid is going to have an amazing future and a great fucking like. Dude, she's that gonna match, she's that gonna match was so sick. And I hadn't really watched much of her stuff. Mm -hmm. um 
but man, that match, that that zero hour match with Athena was really fucking good. And I can't wait for Billy Starks to like move up like and do yeah. some shit. Yeah, I think she's gonna be great. Like there's there's some kids that are coming through like GCW and shit like that that I think that we're gonna be really fucking stoked on. That Nick Wayne kid is gonna be really fucking fun. Um there's gonna be a lot of really fun shit coming through at least over the next few years that yeah. I think are gonna be really relevant. But that was just my random side note from no, Zero sorry, Hour. We, we're not talking about Dark Zero, but that does deserve a shout out because that was, I think, the best match on Dark on Zero Hour for sure. Yeah. But Sweet. now we get to talk about the match of the fucking night. Oh, hot take. Hot take. The match of the night. And I said it and I fucking meant it. I will... As I'm sitting here thinking about everything, I will concur. I agree that that match was a tad better than Okada and Danielson. Here's the other thing. I ride dick for Will Ospreay. I fucking love Will Ospreay. I love his style. I love the way he fucking – that everything he does looks like he is physically – trying to fucking kill you i think that like he's I mean, he so almost fucking- did fucking kill kenny but we'll talk about that later <laughs> yeah we'll fucking talk about that but like he's it's like bro like you're a fucking nut like you're crazy and everything he does it looks so fucking good he's so smooth i think we have to take a little bit of a rewind and talk about wrestle kingdom right so yes. wrestle kingdom was like the the first that uh, of of this trilogy i guess they gave us another tokyo match in toronto like which insane like i was like going into this my first question was is it going to be better than wrestle kingdom right it was like uh, can they top that personally i feel like they did i agree um because specifically because the build-up was there and i think that and and like i said it has nothing to do with the wrestling it's more because of the build-up and story because Yeah. yeah the story was was just more developed and now we're more um invested you know what i mean uh him coming out on rampage or dynamite a couple weeks ago and fucking you know getting involved at the end of that match was also uh, more sprinkles on top of that shit yeah um when this first got announced and all the whispers were that this match was gonna happen like when it was like oh forbidden doors happening and it's like will osprey kenny omega like that's what's gonna go down i was like yes Give it to me and put it in my fucking veins now. Like but then, like the I shit that was shit. talked before the match by both sides, like mm-hmm. made you that much more like fucking like interested in it. Cause like Kenny was like talking some shit, bro. Mm-hmm. I would say Kenny was talking some shit, bro. Let's say that. Kenny yeah. was talking some shit. Like, yo, yeah. Like, you can't fill my fucking shoes. Like, I gave you the torch and you were fucking weak about it. Like, oh. God, dude, and then Osprey's like, bro, I was just trying to, like, you left us, and like, we fucking had to like fight during the pandemic because you weren't fucking there. You were busy in fucking Daly's place, which is just like the the layers and the context and like, ah, dude, like I I love how AEW uses like social media and like outside influences to like only grow the story more. Which is like what I feel, and I hate that we're still talking about like fucking the elite, but like I feel like that's what they're doing now. It's like mm-hmm. they're making like that's the type of shit that like I loved as a wrestling fan. Like was the fact that like you see Will Ospreay and like Kenny Omega in the same room, like dude, they're probably gonna beat the fuck out of each other. 
Same thing yeah. with like Claudio and and and, and Eddie. Like mm-hmm. we need the mystery factor back into wrestling in the and the like is this real or is this fake or like yeah or like 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 you know what i mean the, the social media shit too like that comes from a place of all these dudes being indie wrestlers right exactly because yeah. that's because when you're an indie there's no oh we got weeks to build up blah 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 all this yeah, shit. no one cares that you're facing promo fucking ricochet at defy in two weeks you know what i mean exactly like, like there's fucking... there's no there's no weekly show we can fucking go and cut a promo on for that shit. So I'm going to talk shit to you on the internet. Exactly. And like now we have both the ability to cut the promos and the fucking internet. And it's so fucking good. Like, yep. and I know that like, there are some aspects of like WWE does this too, but I think that like WWE wrestlers, like, like they will, um, I don't necessarily think that they, they tweet or like, on on the internet in character as often you know what i mean like yeah whereas like i think that AEW wrestlers like they they're cool with that shit they don't give a fuck like i i follow one of my favorite indie wrestlers is this girl named ali catch and she's hey, always around, talking right? shit dude she's fire she's she, so good she used to live in austin for a while oh that's we, sick. Were, we were like avid hardcore like wrestling like hardcore and wrestling fans so it was really Amazing. cool to see her where she's at now Oh yeah, she's fucking killing it. And so like watching her like talk shit to people on the fucking internet is like so fucking sick. I love it. Um and and that's like part of the thing where I'm just like, okay, cool. I get like we're taking this awesome part and this awesome thing that we have in social media and using that to our advantage to be able to build this story and build all this shit talk. And like you said, it made it even fucking better, dude. Like the fact that they can pop up on these shows like every once in a while and have it be a thing all stems off the back of that. Like that they, they can talk shit on the internet and they can yeah. be this persona everywhere. So it's fucking fun. I and like I I'm not I don't watch um was it being the elite or whatever. Yeah. I don't really I'm not like an avid watcher, but the clips that I see, I'm just like, yo, like it's fucking tight. They use that shit to advance the um the beef with uh uh fuck why can't they get their fucking name god damn it ftr no 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 the fucking oh my god brody king's faction oh house of black house of black there you go yeah so like they use that shit to like build the house of black match and shit like that and that shit was just super fun i mean i I love it i love the idea that they do that and they continue to like build off of that it's it's a good time but and then also like i felt like what made this rivalry like really good was the fact that like we were so busy with COVID here and they were so busy with COVID that like you don't have time to like sit down and be like oh shit like Kenny did leave Japan mm-hmm. and left him with nothing and people like the Will Ospreys had to pick that shit up like, yeah then your we brain... were just happy that we got to watch wrestling exactly like, and then your brain right. was yeah. like oh fuck like now yeah. I get why Will's mad yeah you know what i mean yes that shit made it fucking great that but man that match like match was great like it had fucking it 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 was like tokyo dome part two people Mm -hmm. are kind of better than like the first two kenny and okada matches i won't go that far because i think those first two matches are like top tier peak wrestling like yeah you won't get better than that but yeah that shit was good that shit was solid 
There were yeah, some I think spots that... in the match that had me like cringing, and we'll talk obviously about the one spot there, but I'll let you go ahead. Oh, man. Okay, so I want to bring up Don Callis real quick. Don Callis, ultimate heel energy. The fucking the crowd, Dude, the crowd fucking hates that guy, and he's done a fucking great job of building that. He is so fucking perfect. And I think that for his character and everything he's doing, he is fucking smashing it out of the park right now. Then the crowd chanting, this is wrestling. I was like, this is, I've never thought of a better match where you could chant, this is wrestling because that's legitimately what it was. Like it was fucking nuts. Um, There was the shooting star press off the ropes. Then that went into the cutter that was on the apron. Yeah. I was like, my brother in Christ, this is fucking insane. And that shit, that sequence right there is why I fucking love Will Osprey. And because, it's so funny because he'll be like, I'm getting older, so I need to stop doing crazy shit. And then he'll dude, like, go and like, I, do some crazy shit. I saw that interview and I was like, are you fucking, or I think he just posted a video or whatever. Yeah. Like, and he's like, he's like, I don't got much time left, you know, because, you know, I'm getting older and this, that, and the other. And I was like, you fucking psycho. Like, you're fucking nuts, dude. There was that, and then there was um he like there was a a slap in the in the corner that was fucking insane. That shit was super good. Yeah. The head to the table and him oh, biting dude. Kenny's hand. Like I was like, dude, like this is so real. Yeah, like it's exactly. so yeah. fucking real. But um, I'll I'll let you jump in for a bit. Well, yeah, the table spot to me, I was like, yo, dude, like chill, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he gets the point, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got it. <laughs> him using, like, the V-trigger and, like, the one-winged angel and, like, the kick-out at one was, like, fucking, like, peak fucking, like, wrestling in that match. But, like, the one spot that, like, almost kind of took me out of the match for a second was that fucking uh, Tiger Driver 91 where, like, Kenny just fucking, like, I was like, that he's That shit dead. looked brutal. I was like, he's I was dead. like, bro- I was like, bro's neck is gone. Oh yeah, like it's gone, and like, I mean, thank fucking god, everything's He's cool. Okay, yeah, you know what I mean. He's fine, but yeah, in the moment, I was like, "Yo, like, oh. is he chill?" Like, yeah, because it it was scary, and the way that there was a perfect camera cut. I will say this: there there are ups and like very high highs and very low lows with AEW's camera work. Exactly. Like, sometimes I'm like, "Yo, you fucking blew that whole spot." What the fuck are you doing or but then like there's other the, times where, when they pass each other the blades and shit like yeah dude it's just like brother come on but like then there's this other aspect like with that move where i was like you perfectly caught the way that he like his head hit the fucking mat and you watched his neck like kind of like go to the side and it was just like I'm glad that it caught like that and that it ended up being everything was chill because if it caught like that and ended up not being chill, this would be something to be all over the fucking internet. We can talk about how fucking ridiculous it is. Yeah. So uh, that shit was wild. The screwdriver, the screwdriver spot was fucking great. Um, I thought that that shit was like a lot of people are talking shit on Don Callis coming back after he was ejected. And I'm like, bro, nah, I hate I'm that like- motherfucker. dude. I'll say it. Yeah. When, when, oh yeah. When we were sitting like, fourth or fifth row and he came out and i was like bro i fucking hate you we're both bald but you make me like want to grow my fucking hair back like bro (laughs) i fucking like i hate that guy but like yeah he's so good man like he's so good like 
it's right. necessary. He's totally necessary for this story to continue to grow and be a thing because that's where all the ruining, hatred comes from. Ruining everyone's lives. Like, it's so good. It's like, brother, take He's a just break. trying to take everything that Kenny has and just take it away and Dude, leave him with fucking Don Callis, AW Player Hater of the Year. Absolutely. that man fucking the fucking Luby. award at the end of hate, the hate, year. Hate, 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 hate. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, that shit was fucking nutty. Um, let's see. The oh the the flag spot. That oh, shit dude. was so sick, dude. Oh my god. And the kids in the front row being like, "Shut up, Will." I was like, "Yo, this is that shit that like when I was a kid, like that shit took me back to like watching WWE as a kid." Oh, that and, was like, Shawn Michaels' people. peak. Dude, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like series, throwing like, soda at him. Like, yeah. You have fucking children in the front row. Le- legit small children being like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like that That shit is so fucking – that is heat. That is straight up heel fucking heat. And, and then like, later on later on the match you hear him like, get him, Kenny. Come on, Kenny. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like I fucking love it, dude. That was great. And like I feel like people are so afraid not to like get that type of heat. Because mm-hmm. like it's twenty twenty three, so like everything's like under a fucking microscope now. But like, yeah, in the scrum they like talk about it, and he was like, Tony like made a joke, and he was like, "Well, good thing you don't work for AEW because you would have gotten in trouble." And it's like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't yeah. think that he actually. Yeah, it, oh, I mean yeah, that's all. Yeah, it's all yeah. shit talk. But yeah, yeah. I, it's like it's just funny. Like, I I love the way that sometimes like. Like Tony will say shit, and you're just like, dude, like you are absolutely just trying to gain back like everything that you the people claim you lost when the CM Punk thing went down. Exactly. Like, which I understand. I respect the shit out of it, but also like, dude, like that's so funny. Like, it's just it's just funny because it's like, bro, like just let it be. It's all good. Like, yeah, yeah. But I, I'll have to watch that scrum because you you're talking about some fun shit that I dude, I, I want to make sure I watch. The scrum is good because they like set up something for like the next match that we'll talk about, okay. and then like you, like it, it it was a very very smart scrum. But okay. I have to go use the bathroom, so I'm gonna pause this for like two seconds. Go for it. Go for it. Sick. So yeah, overall that fucking match was amazing, and could legit not uh fucking figure it out. Like it was perfect. I want like a rubber match at like Wembley. Like oh, I that so that was what what I was like hinting to earlier. I feel like this is absolutely setting up for that. Like there's like kind of no ifs ands or buts. Like that feels like what needs to happen if it's not going to be that it needs to be cmftr versus the yeah, elite yeah. so it's like which one are we going for here and i think that if they go with the the uh cmftr versus elite route like that shit is going to sell out like, oh, like they will they will move they will move thousands more tickets off the back of that alone but then Think about the opportunity, right? So hear me out. I don't want to like this is fantasy booking Here in my go. head. I right? love it. I love it. The idea of CMFTR versus the elite happening at Wembley, but then Osprey comes out with Callus and is just chilling ringside, and like it causes Omega to like be distracted and then they lose, right? 
And then that sets up for, you know, a new Japan match down the road a little bit. Like, I think that like, no matter what, we're going to see a piece of this continue to be built at all in. So it's so exciting. It's so fun. Uh, I love this fucking rivalry. I love these matches. They're a great time. Which is funny that you say that because in my sick fucking mind, I was like, CMFTR versus the Elite and Blood and Guts at Wembley. Oof. Oof. But, that would be fucking nutty. But they already announced Blood and Guts like a week or two before or after or something like that. Something so, like that, yeah. So we're not getting it, but it would be yeah. sick. Well, and then I think that we'll, we'll obviously talk about injury shit in a bit, but like Daniel Bryan's, or Brian Danielson was supposed to be like part of Blood and Guts, but now... It's like not gonna happen because he legitimately got hurt in his Yeah, match, there was a so. spot in the match where he like fractured his arm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and you could tell. Oh, like, you yeah, could definitely immediately. Tell. Yeah. Yeah. I but, mean, real quick, let's let's talk about this thing, Darby Allen, uh oh, Naito boy. versus Sammy Jericho and Suzuki. So I I, I said that, that there's two things about this match. Number one, overall it was so messy. The whole so shit was a yeah. mess. And then second, they were not necessarily set up for anything other than failure because of the placement. Like, bro, like you put them right after what some people are going to call match of the year. And people were like, oh, he needs to let you breathe. Fuck that. I love not being able to fucking catch a break. Fuck that shit. You should have put that shit. Then fucking Brian and Okada immediately after that shit. So that way there's no piss breaks. We're fucking going, dude. Like yeah, you're f- in. For a second there, I was like, even like, I was like, oh fuck, like did like the match like get dropped? Because I would not be mad about that. But like, yeah, it, yeah. Was it, such, it was running long. It, it was, was running real long. It was such a weird spot to put the match in. And like I feel like you could have done like Punk Kojima there, maybe, or like done like the tag match, like the elite mm-hmm. tag match there, but that was probably like the only negative for me of that pay per view was that match. Like, I don't give a fuck about Jericho. I haven't given a fuck about Jericho in since he lost the title. If I'm being honest, yeah, yeah, I feel absolutely like, fair. I feel like now they're trying to make up ground with them not turning Garcia, with them possibly turning Guevara on Wednesday. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, that's the other thing is like, like I feel like the. Guevara probably lost a little bit of like, like good faith with the fans with this match because he was having a light face turn and like, like really like the way that he was going about shit. And, but like everybody, like all the entire fan base is so critical of his wrestling. And it's like for you to be in this match and be so sloppy with like sting and shit, it's just like, it it just didn't feel good. Yeah. It's just like, bro, like you're, you're so messy. Like, you're taking all good faith that you're getting from the fan base and you're kind of shitting it away with one bad match which like really sucks for me because like i i so we used to have like the texas version of like pwg um was called wrestle circus here in town and they had a very very short stint but um when they did a homegrown talent for that promotion was sammy g Okay. And I grew up like loving this fucking dude, like being like his fuck like like you were saying, I I was writing dick for Sammy, bro. I was yeah. like, if you don't fucking like Sammy, fuck you type shit. 
Yeah, absolutely. But then he got to AEW, and I'm just like, brother, like you're like shooting yourself in he, the foot. He has a tendency to do this shit. I mean, he did it when like, bro, like, don't get me wrong. I'm all about show love for your girl. But like when he brought homegirl on and like fucking got engaged to her, and then like two months later or whatever it was, was like fucking around with like fucking Ty Mello. It's like, bro, like you're putting us all in an awkward position where like, it's we like, don't want to know this. Like, yeah, like I don't want to know your fucking personal life, bro. Like, why are you bringing your random ass fiance into a storyline and then like not even having like, a storyline breakup? Yeah, like exactly. you had no storyline breakup, and now homegirl's fucking pregnant. And, like, everybody's like, oh, cool, like, she's pregnant, awesome. But I'm like, bro, like, you just fucking, like, blew up your entire life, like, not that long ago. So, and it's just, like, the whole situation's fucking well, weird. that, I don't... and then, like, the whole Sasha statement on the podcast, I got, Oh, like, my God, really... that thing did not do him any favors either. Like, and then also, like, I felt like, with, I don't know if you watched it, but AW All Access, I feel like they were trying mm-hmm. to, like, kind of make Oh, him... dude. But, like. The way he, I felt like, like at some points about, they made like, that show. They they made that show just to like try to like get him some like yeah, but some good like, graces with the fan like, base. Talking for Taya and like it's just like bro, like let your woman do her thing. It's all good, bro. Just support yeah, her. Yeah. Just support her. I Be agree. a man and support her. But that's yeah. just getting into personal shit. But yeah, I um, agree with you. I agree with you. It's like it, it's it's starting to get like real silly. So I don't know. They got to do something or else he's gonna be completely fucking useless soon like I, I, and that sucks to say because like I, I think he wrestles well enough you know what i mean and i think that he's a good he's good on the mic and i loved when he was doing the cue cards shit oh it was great yeah. I, like that shit was so fun so i was like i i don't understand where it all went wrong but i definitely think he didn't do himself any favors with that whole uh beyonce thing and all the the cheating and stuff like that i feel like him turning on jericho will eventually help yeah. I'm really tired of seeing Jericho in a lot of programs. Bro. Just, be- just because at first he was cool, but I feel like now he's starting to be like the Ric Flair of AEW. It's like, you got to hang it up, dude. Like, you're not. I think that he just needs to take a step back. Like, I think that he would be so much more fun if it was like, all right, bro, like, go on vacation, take six months. And then when you pop back up in six months, everybody's going to be stoked to fucking see you. Like you don't need to constantly be on television. Like it's okay. We can you can take some time off. I think that would be kind of fun if he lost a match and he goes to the JAS and he's like, you know what, guys, I, I gotta get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Take some time away, kind of the way that Kingston did. Um, even though his wasn't real time away, he just went to Ring of Honor. But either way, like I, I think that all that shit, like is necessary there there's a reason why wrestlers aren't on tv fucking 12 months out of the year like everybody's got to come in cycles and do their shit and i think that instead of giving screen time to jericho they could put roderick strong on fucking tv more they could put fucking they would have had a spot for excuse me for andrade they would have had a spot for miro you know like these are just things that i think that aren't being really worked through and I think that he needs to be a good vet and be like, all right, cool. I'm going to dip out for a little bit and I'll jump back in, you know, in a few months when it's time to start a program with it. He could do a program with any of those fucking people. He's like be becoming fine. like the person that he like complained about on his own podcast. Like, and it's yeah. just like, it's like, I mean, I guess it's the business that that's going to happen all the time, but like, 
Um, I I just don't care for Jericho, man. I thought the Japan stuff was really cool, and then him winning the belt was really cool, and some of the stuff he did there. But then it's just kind of like went downhill really fast for me. Um, and it yeah. sucks because he gets paired with like really amazing people. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I'm probably gonna get some hate for this. I could get two shits about Darby Allen. I am not. I mean, that was definitely a statement. <laughs> I am not. The stink pairing's cool, but like, I just. The man can wrestle. I'll say that. But I just like don't. There's like something not tangible there for me, and I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but I just like, I get a lot of shit for it all the time. I'm just like, dude, I just don't. I am not a big Darby fan. You know, I can't talk any shit because there's wrestlers that, like, a lot of people like that I'm not crazy about. I'm going to be honest. Not even before the punk bullshit, not a big Young Bucks guy. Like, Ooh. I don't I don't Ooh. really, like. I have my hot of- takes on the Bucks. And while I love them, I just feel like a lot of their matches are the same. Mm-hmm. And it's good, but it's repetitive, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think that like it's we're in this weird spot, right? Like we're in the 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 big super kick wars of fucking the two thousand twenties. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's like if I had to sit here and compare like them to let's say like let's say let's just say the Usos, right? They're not the best like, tag team in the world. The Usos are better. Uh, I don't know about that, but no, that, I no, will say I will say the Usos are better on Mike. And the Usos are better at building a storyline and doing that kind of shit. But like, they're they're. I mean, in my opinion, it's like they're fucking two peas in the pod, dude. Like, like there's they're kind of both like one dimensional. They're both good at okay, oh good and okay yeah. at shit. But like, there's nothing that stands out where I'm like, that's main event talent. Like, I know where I, I'm I getting was, off topic, which is fine because I don't really care. It's like wrestling banter, and my podcast yeah. is named after like a wrestling faction. And I've never really done a wrestling show, but I think it's like for me, Mm -hmm. FTR. Okay. The Usos. Okay. The Bucks. And then, like, if you like want to get like super old school NXT, like, I think American Alpha is better than fucking the Young Bucks. There's a lot of teams. That's fair. Undisputed That's Era right. was fucking better than the Young Bucks. Undisputed Era was better than the Young Bucks and the Usos. Undisputed Era oh, was the 100%. shit. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I loved Undisputed Era. Like, that shit was so good. I think that, like, even though there's the not Young a Bucks lot of... are the best in the world, though. I'll say that. No. With confidence. I think that... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and with my whole ass chest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I think that, like... What is it like? Like when when it's uh, Malachi and Brody, like Kings of the Black Throne or whatever. Like I think that that oh, shit. Dude, so like good. in terms of wrestling abilities, like they're just more fun to watch in my opinion. Um, and I feel just like more. I, I it might be the hardcore thing, you know what I mean? But like I just feel more connected with those characters. I think that they're cooler. I don't. I'm not like oh I want to wear like fucking bright tie dye colors and shit. Like I'm like yeah. I like the guy with face paint that's exactly. coming out to fucking yeah. twitching tongues. Like, exactly. Yeah. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. They're not the best in the world. I'd have a really hard time putting them in order. I will say I'm right there with you. It's FTR at the top of that list, and there's almost no way to put anybody else above them. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, they're just they're just too good. And, and, like, and you can call me a dick writer for CM Punk and FTR. I don't really give a shit. But like, I don't give a fuck. There's no there's there's no there's no barometer that like dude American Alpha and the fucking uh uh whatever the fuck they were called in fucking uh NXT the revival, those yeah. were some of the best fucking like top notch fucking tag team wrestling fucking ever. Like ever. Like ever. Fuck your young buck matches. I don't really give a shit. Like fuck that. Yeah. I don't care. Like what makes the young bucks cool is that like they're like fucking daredevils. But like yeah. and they and they can wrestle. Don't get me fucking wrong. They can fucking yeah. wrestle, but yeah. But I don't think they belong on Mount Rushmore because they can wrestle. Everybody should be able to wrestle. Damn. Like I agree. You know what I mean? Like, I agree. Like, I like agree. you're all professional wrestlers. It's like, could you imagine if, like, it's the only sport in the world where, like, you will put somebody on the team because they look good. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you could have no skill and end up with a WWE or AEW or whatever contract just because you have the look and they're like, well, we can make a wrestler out of you. It's like, I feel like it kind of shits on the idea of being a professional wrestler as a whole. There's not a single person in the ma- in in like Major League Baseball that's like, well, they looked good on the team and they really the colors really radiated off their eyes. So we put yeah, them on exactly. and we're going to teach them how to play baseball. Yeah, like yeah. everybody should be able to fucking wrestle. I don't understand I, like how we I got away s- from that. I am so ready for and I know we're still off topic, which is fine. Yeah, what uh, the potential trios match with like Rush and Andrade and whoever no. the fuck the third person's gonna be because mm-hmm. I love 10, I love press advance. Yeah, my boy does not belong in whatever faction they got going. Yeah, it didn't make a ton of sense to me. I didn't understand like like why they would do why they would go about that. And also like I just don't I don't get why like they let the dark order become such a fucking whatever ass faction when it was you know the what I'm shit saying? when it first started it was the shit and then like brody passed unfortunately but it's like dude like i understand not wanting to put somebody else at the head of that but you can still book that faction well and put them in a position where it's like even if you made 10 like the quote-unquote leader like he has the body he has the look and he has the wrestling ability to be able to pull that shit off so like i don't understand where the where the whole problem is all that shit. I will say but. that like after like bro, like like Brody passed away, I feel like he did the right thing. Mm-hmm. You like, you like that is like they kind of yeah. just like let it be in the background. Yeah, because there was no there was no like proper thing to do in my opinion. Yeah, like with that, like yeah. So. Yeah, I just think that they could have been booked better. Like, I think that oh, 100%. Fact, it's like, like if you just gave those same characters and those same people better booking, then they would be fine. But it just didn't happen. And I think you know, that it's the, they missed the boat. It's it's kind of like it's our the ship has sailed. Yeah, you know, and it just hit me that like I feel like what's missing on Dynamite right now is like 
that like Brody Lee type of wrestling where it was like, I'm going to fucking hit you. And like the people at home are going to feel it, which mm-hmm. I feel like it's what collision is. Mm-hmm. And like, I just feel like dynamite has lost his edge a little bit. Yeah. It's like too cookie, co- cookie cutter for me right now. And yeah, I still I watch that... it, but it's still oh, yeah. like, they need more promo cutting by like the top guys. Like, and I oh, think yeah. that like, I think that I would love to see like Swerve Strickland step into a spot like that. To be honest, oh, back to what we were talking about Orange Cassidy. Once again, jumping all over the place, but whatever. It's good. It's if, a podcast. If Swerve would have beat Orange Cassidy, I wouldn't have been mad about that. Oh, dude. I never wanted something more in my life. I was like, I was like, yo. But then you start to realize like where the numbers were and you're like, oh, he's about to like beat the record of title defenses and all this shit. So it's like. Yeah, they're probably not going to give it to him, but fuck. I would love to see a program because I like the Mogul Embassy. I think Mogul Embassy is fucking fun. And I think that it's bridging that gap between Ring of Honor and AEW um, that I think we need a little bit more of right now. So people can recognize that, hey, like these are two companies that are going to intertwine together. And I think that it also does nothing but help the numbers and help the eyeballs that go on to Ring of Honor. So I would fuck um, with them a lot more if... uh... They didn't have like Brian Cage. <laughs> yeah, you don't fuck with Brian Cage. I don't fuck with Brian Cage. I'm not crazy about Brian Cage, but he's I understand a great wrestler. That they, that they needed to do something with his ass. Like he's a, he's a great wrestler. And again, back to like the wrestle circus days, he was like a fucking staple. Like he mm-hmm. was always there delivering like fucking bangers. But like mm-hmm. I just I don't think Tony has this thing of like signing everyone and then just being like I'll put you on what do the we, shelf. What do we do with you? And then when I need you, I'll grab you and then I'll put you back. But it's like, that's hurt. And again, like, AW's not perfect. Like, yeah. by any means, it's pretty fucking good. But I feel like there's, like, some booking inconsistencies there that just, like, mm-hmm. drive me nuts. Like, Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. So. Yeah. Well, let's get back to, let's get back let's to the last match it. on this card. Uh, Okada versus Brian Danielson. Uh, the main event. And the final fucking countdown hit. Dude, I chills right now. Like I I kept I that was like the one thing I just kept like fucking like what shut the fuck up about. Like what if he yeah. comes out with like a shaved head and like the final countdown starts playing? I know it's not gonna fucking happen because Europe wants a shit ton of fucking money, but like yeah, and, like and then like it hit and I was like fucking like match of the year. Like I don't care. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I, I was pretty stoked, and, like, when that shit hit, I was like, oh! And Sarah was sitting next to me. She's like, whose fucking music is this? And I was like, this is old Brian Danielson music. Like, you, you, you don't get it. Like, but, like, it's sick. And then, like, everybody's losing fucking their shit. Fucking the and... Charlie Day, Always oh, Sunny in Philadelphia meme. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly, exactly, yeah. But it was, it was super fucking fun, man. Like, uh, that, the beginning... Like starting there was so fucking good. Then you got into the you're gonna get your fucking head kicked in chant, and I was like, oh my god, like this is fucking it. But then the injury happened, and it changed everything. Even with the injury, and I love Okada. I'm gonna say this on record: Okada got fucking washed, bro. Mm-hmm. Brian was wrestling fucking circles around that fucking dude, and I don't yep. know if it's like leading to some shit of Brian going to Japan and them having a rubber match at like Wrestle Kingdom or what, yeah. but like 
that was not the Okada that like we're used to seeing. And I feel mm -hmm. like there's more coming, like coming soon. Cause yeah, there's gotta be more of a build to that. Yeah. Like uh, one of the spots I put down was the, the arm work off the top rope that Brian did. Yeah. I was like, yo, like that shit is so fucking good. Uh, it was super fun. Then there was like the outside of the ring shit and all the reversals. That was also a pretty big bright spot that, I thought it was, you know, a pretty good time. But, I mean, then you got into the weird shit. You got into the injury. There was that weird-ass seizure spot that I was like, it wasn't necessary. Like, I don't feel like it was, like, needed. And I don't think it advanced any story. I get why, like, you know, you're trying to get that heel heat again, you know, like we were talking about. But it it, it just wasn't needed. And I think that, like, that was the one thing that I was like, yo, dude, people are not going to fuck with this. Like, this is, like weird i'm like though. indifferent about it because like i knew that like this motherfucker was playing coy but like it's just like it's like oh, it's like one of those things like just don't do it like yeah yeah it's, it's there just weird, but like just man. don't do it like yeah we've seen too many fucking people die on camera like we don't need another one like <laughs> dude for real for real yeah so it's I, I, although overall i think that it was it was working its way to be a really good match and i think that it had an opportunity to be really good i don't know if it was ever going to be better than you know osprey omega but uh it was still fun i still enjoyed it i think that watching you know watching danielson wrestle at a high level is just so fucking fun he's Especially one of the best after in the world. we like haven't gotten anything from him in years like oh yeah i'm here yeah. for all of it so he fucking rides off into the sunset dude and every match that he's done has been fucking great he hasn't had any fucking snoozers he hasn't had anything that's i'm just like yo like why is this motherfucker doing this but like and the it's fact great. that okada tapped mm -hmm. fucking nuts dude like i, I don't love know that if, shit. i don't know if that was the intended finish or if that was like let's like, like just on the get, spot like yeah. let's just get the fuck out of here type shit but yeah that match was good and like i know we haven't really touched base on like the like some of the things that the forbidden door does but like the double announcers the fact that like the IWGP title match was like sanctioned under the IWGP. That's yeah. like shit that like I salivate about this pay per view because it's it's mm -hmm. like it's the little things that like make the show matter and like yeah the little things in this match and the little things in all the matches like was fucking great and like um I want to know how much Tony paid for the fucking song because he said it was like the amount of like a wrestler's contract that he paid for the song. Jesus which is fucking Christ. nuts dude yeah wow and i mean in the scrum brian revealed that he didn't know that he was coming out to the final countdown to a hit oh that's so sick and he was like that's i was in so sick he was like i was in a shit mood all day and then i heard the final countdown and i was like all of a sudden in a better mood and i was like same because i was like we just had to sit through this fucking tag match and now we're getting this like yeah the final that countdown definitely, was perfect, dude. Like, there's just no that definitely like raised the energy level in the place, oh, like yeah. a lot. Like, yeah, uh, it was great. I I loved it, man. I thought that that was like the perfect way to do it. For sure, match of the night for me was probably Omega and Osprey. Oh right, yeah, Omega's, couldn't agree more. Omega is definitely the best bout machine in the fucking world. Um, yeah, I think overall it was a very solid card compared to mm -hmm. last year, and even last year it was still a really solid card. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, this year it just felt like it was very like like what Forbidden Door should feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, yeah I love I loved it. I thought that overall, like it was a great fucking time. I think that there was really no parts that I was like, oh, like I could have lived without that or this didn't deserve to be there. It was all good. You know what I mean? Like I understand even, even with the Tony Storm Willow match, I was like, I understand, you know, you got to you got to put something out there, even though the plan fell through. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm a little I bummed think, we didn't get Adam Cole and Tom Lawler because I'm a huge Tom Lawler mark. I love Tom Lawler. I love Tom I was, Lawler since like the fucking UFC days. Oh, dude, he is same. the and shit. I, and I was like, oh, this match is gonna fucking go. But mm-hmm. then like Adam Cole, I think I think he got the vid from what yeah. From Tony, what from what it seemed like on the internet, it, it seems to he be got bad. the vid because Tony Khan was like, Oh, he got the flu and we needed to like quarantine him. It's like, come on, bro, like yeah we know what that means yeah we got the vid uh but any yeah. last final thoughts on the pay-per-view any any things you want to see in, at coming to wembley uh wembley i want to see i want will osprey i want him there i don't know in what in what level i don't i'm not a booker so i can't say what level i want it to be but if we're not getting actually fuck it i don't give a shit if we're not getting cmftr versus the elite I want fucking Kenny Omega versus Will Osprey. Like, I think that that would be fucking great. I even think that if you wanted to do just, you know, six man where it goes, where we get both, right? We get CMFTR versus Hangman and uh, the Bucks. And then you put fucking Omega versus Osprey. I think that'd be fucking amazing. Um, but either way, I'm excited to see the next chapter in that. Uh, I'm excited to continue to watch this Black Bull Combat Club shit kind of work its way out uh orange cassidy like we talked about seeing who he ends up dropping the title to will be cool um and then you know i'm a huge cm punk mark i don't really give a fuck i'm just glad he's back i'm glad we get to watch like one of my favorites from when i was a kid continue to do shit and he and and he looks good he doesn't look like shit because there were some matches from before that i was like ooh, but now he's he's, he's looking, looking better solid. than his first run for sure so yeah. far and i know we're only three matches in but yeah but yeah I, I think that i think that that match last night like was solid and i think it's a good representation of what matches are going to be like from him moving forward so yeah yeah I'm dude really... thank you so much for having me man yeah I, of this course is man it's uh, a blast you want to let people know where they can hear your podcast or maybe check out what you're doing online yeah i mean uh so i am on a podcast called arguing with my friends uh it's a bunch of dudes that just kind of chill out and talk shit about pop culture uh mostly about like the culture we talk about like hip-hop and um streetwear things like that uh on top of other things we talk about a lot of shit so um that one's fun i am a producer on another podcast called by appointment only it's uh a tattoo podcast hosted by uh one of the best tattoo artists in the world his name is michael manorino and um he talks to his clients and he talks to other really cool people and um you hear me on that pretty regularly um because i sit in the background and talk on a microphone um and then uh yeah i mean just follow me on instagram at x x i do all kinds of other cool shit run a screen printing company and have all kinds of fun and i play pokemon trading card game and uh yeah that's pretty much it and I, i'm yeah. a i'm a i'm a 15 year old boy in a 30 year old man's body hell yeah well thanks for yeah. doing this for me i know it was uh it was a decently long episode which is really good for podcasting but yeah um, i think it's a blast I enjoy it everybody like this is a good card to relive and to hear people talk about because it was so fucking fun 
yeah, it was awesome. And this is like probably like my second wrestling podcast. I've done a lot oh, more yeah. Marvel shit, like DC stuff, but um, but yeah, thanks for thanks for hopping on, dude. Hell yeah, dude. We'll do it again, man. Fuck yeah.